Matthews got it. Rolls left. Looks, looks. Nowhere to go. Stafford fires. Enzo. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby. What a throw by Stafford. And what a job by Marvin Jones to get both feet down. He looked for all the world like Stafford had nowhere to go. But he found the smallest of openings and turned it into a touchdown. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Motor City Misery Podcast. My name is Gavin Gonzalez, and today I am joined once again by Donovan Collins, and we have some things to talk about. Um, we kind of wanted to hop on and do a quick pod of the day just to get our you know, our thoughts and reactions on there on the Dan Campbell news. Um, hasn't been officially announced yet, but sounds like it's going to happen, right, Don? Yes. Uh, so according to... Ian Rappaport today, it sounds like the Lions are very much intrigued and very much probably you know made up their mind about Dan Campbell. They ended up canceling two uh, two interviews today, and I can't think of the top of my head who they canceled today, but they canceled two interviews with uh, two head coaching candidates. So, um. I think it looks like they've made up their mind. I think the deal is already done, but it can't be official till the um, the season's over for the the Saints, whenever that will be, whether it's this weekend, next weekend, Super Bowl, any of that. So the the deal won't be official till whenever the Saints is season is over. Yeah, that's um, it's kind of you know it's kind of solidified, but they can't like you said they can't make it official. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy has a resume that kind of intrigues me, Donovan. It's, it's a very solid resume. He most recently served as the assistant head coach and also the tight ends coach for the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, he came into the NFL as an interim or an intern, excuse me, uh, for the Dolphins. And then he was then named the tight ends coach there. Yep. And not only does he have coaching experience or assistant coaching experience, but he actually does have head coaching experience. He was the interim head coach for the Dolphins in 2015. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this guy actually, he's not only he's, he's not only just a coach. He doesn't have just coaching experience. He has um, playing experience, too. He actually yes. played for Sean Payton. He was a member of the 2009 Super Bowl winning Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in that locker room. I read today that he actually didn't play that season. He was on the IR, but still, he has he was part. He's of He's still team. part, yeah, still part of a championship experience, which this team needs. And, and not only that, as a player, he actually did play for the Lions too. I read that too. Yeah. Um, but not only does he have that experience as a player, but he has that experience as a coach. He's never been to the Super Bowl as a coach, but he, like I said, he's been sitting under Sean Payton, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. Yep. So the the Lions are if this hire does happen, the Lions are getting a guy who has valuable experience, which he can transition into the city of Detroit and bring a sense of fire into this team. Um, they think, already made a good GM hire, in my opinion. We could talk more about that after. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm excited. I hope. I really hope this goes through because this guy has a resume that really intrigues me, and it leads me to believe he is the right candidate. So. So let's pro con it. I think a lot of people uh, weren't probably happy with. I mean, Dan Campbell's. I think it's a safe pick. Um, I obviously wanted Salah, and I think a lot of people in the Detroit area and Michigan uh, wanted Salah as well. But it seemed like I don't think it was mutual. There, we talked about it a little before the pod, and 
kind of what was tweeted out today is that, you know, Salah wanted to go to New York. Um, you know, he's got – they'll probably have, what, the third pick of the draft, second pick of the draft, something like they that. Have the second, they have the second pick. Right yep, now. so, um, I mean, that's a pretty intriguing offer right there itself, having the number two pick at the NFL draft. Um, so, I don't think they'll – and from what we've heard, like conflicting reports about the Lions and him having – and I guess not a great interview. That, I mean, we saw it over Twitter from, like, different people. Like, people said that – well, reliable sources too saying like the interview went good, and then some people saying it probably didn't. Um, so I don't think Sala and Detroit were not on the same page to start with, and I think that's what led to them, you know, drifting away, drifting apart, not getting that deal done. Um, but yeah, Dan Campbell, he offers some pros and he offers some cons. Obviously, you touched on, um, his background with the Saints and knowing what it's like to get to a Super Bowl and having some and knowing what to do with uh, players on your offense, like with what their strengths are. And, um, you know, obviously the Saints office has thrived over the years with Drew Brees back there, not having the best arm, a smaller QB, um, but also having those playmakers and what, you know, where to, what spots to put them in and what to do with them. But um, also I want to touch up on and what we've talking about too, is that he, you know, he's a younger coach. Um, he has little to none experience. I mean, if you want to count as interim head coach, I know a lot of people do. A lot of people like probably don't count as like head coaching experience, but I'd like to, um, but also talks about also um, brings up like what we've talked about, Gavin um, having that, fresh you know new ideas and new like way of thinking um with not only the art uh, with dan campbell but um also in our gm position now right so it gives us this um new approach new youthful approach and i think i like i said i'd rather have um i'd rather have a like i said about lewis riddick um, I think he would offer like a new, fresh approach. And I think Brad Holmes with his experience, and we'll probably, we'll get into that after this. And Dan Campbell, I think with him being a younger coach, he can offer, you know, new ideas, especially if Bevel's, if Bevel comes back, them bouncing ideas off each other. Um, I think it looked pretty good for the Detroit Lions on, offensively with, you know, if they re-sign Galladay and some of the guys they have back there right now with Swift and uh, TJ Hawkinson. No. Yeah. And like he, he, he's been, he's been a part of an offense that's heavy tight end usage. TJ Hawkinson was already heavily used in the, uh, you know, the passing game. Yep. So it's in, in TJ Hawkinson is a pro bowler. Yeah. So he's going to take him to that next level. I mean, he's already at the next level. It seems like, um, but I think he could take him to another level, another dimension that maybe, you know, he couldn't tap into before. Uh-huh. So, and I think this offense, this offense isn't bad, Donovan. Um, so I'm not really concerned about the whole offensive um, firepower he's been a part of in New Orleans. Yeah. That doesn't really intrigue me because this offense isn't really, it's not really struggling on offense. Yeah. You know, we, we, mean, of course, there's our struggles. And we know that. But, we know that. Yeah. Um. But it's it's the defensive side that's you know hopefully Brad Holmes and 
and him can fix. Yes. You know, I, I think that that's something that's more prevalent and more uh, more of a necessity is to focus on the offensive side, the, the, the defensive side of the ball. But, I mean, it never hurts to have an elite offense, obviously. Though, I mean, though he did make saying. a comment back in 2019 that was brought up today about how, you know, a QB can't – like it won't succeed the game by himself, and obviously a lot of people disagree with that. I disagree with that. I mean, I mean, people – a lot of people agree with having a, Q, a good QB will help the team, but from where we stand and what we've seen this year – Obviously, having a decent QB won't do much for you if you keep giving up 37 points a game, something like that. Um, But, listen, what I did like about his comment today is that um, he wants to run the ball. And he said that two years ago. It might be different now, but um, I don't know if you've noticed. But, like, again, there's a stat with Matthew Stafford that um, out of all his games in Detroit, he's only had 1100 yard rushers in all those games. And I think the lines are like 10 and one or 11 and zero in those games. So I like the idea that he wants to bring a balanced attack, especially with more, you know, a good rushing offense. And hopefully, like he said, throw ideas off Bevel, uh, him and go, him and Bevel go back and forth. Hopefully get this run game going a little bit. So we can open up the pass game more, but yeah, like you said, Offense is not the priority from, I think, how we see it. It's the defense. Defense is, is going to be key, and I'm excited to see how they address that in the draft. Well, you know, Brad Holmes did probably draft with uh, – or had a good say in drafting Mr. Aaron Donald, probably the best – Who should be a Lion. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, but but uh... probably one of the best or arguably the best – you know, defensive player of all time, you know? So again, along with Aaron Donald, he's also had some later round picks that have turned out well for them. Um, so I'm excited to bring in, um, if you want to jump into that, if you want to talk about the GM, you want to talk about the GM? Yeah, let's um, do it. I think he's, he's going to, I think I, I like the hire. I, I do. Like, like I said, brings in a new, new perspective on things. Uh, he's, I like that he's a, he came from a college scouting and not so much like pro scouting, like Bob Quinn did, but college scouting he's seen. So he has, here he has an idea who's out there right now. You know what I mean? Um, but another thing too, is that another con that goes with it is that, you know, is he going to live up to, you know, he's run, he's going to run the building now there, right? He's the GM. He's the most one of the most important guys in this franchise, right? Will he live up to it? Will he, you know, step up to the challenge, step up to the plate, you know, and hit a home run with it. And hopefully he can, because we need, because as Lions fans, we, we desperately need that after these last 50 something years of failure with this team. But I'm very excited. I like, I like the hire as well. Um, And hopefully we can address, you know, the defensive issues. And I think, I think uh, I would even gain more, a little bit more respect from him. He has the balls to move on from Stafford, I think, and get some picks from and maybe look to the future, even though the offense is not the problem if they want to compete next year. Um, and he probably Stafford might be around, but I'd like to see the balls on this guy and see what he does uh, this off season. I wrote an article. Uh, you can find it on MotorCityMisery.com. Um talking about what he should do with that seventh overall pick. And 
I made it apparent that defense is the primary focus. And I see a lot of people saying, you know, go wide receiver. You can't go wrong with either two of them, either one of them. Um, here, here's what, but guys, we, let me, let me just say this. Wide receivers in this league are elite wide receivers are a luxury, not a necessity. You don't need elite wide receivers in this league to succeed. I mean, you look at, you know, a team like Green Bay. Yeah, they have Devonta Adams, but like who else, you know, or of course you want good wide receivers. You can of course find, you need solid wide receivers, but you can find that. You can anywhere. find that. You yeah, you can find Fogo. that in the middle of the draft. You can find that late in the draft. You can find him undrafted. Look at Adam Thielen, right? You can find. Kenny Galladay was a third. That's third what I'm saying. Player. Like you can, you can find these guys in the draft. Like it, listen, what makes a good wide receiver, obviously is not just talent and, what he had, what he already has going from a good, a 40 time, even though we won't get into, you know, football specifics, but what type of scheme you're running as an offense, um, you know, obviously the blocking you're getting up, it just all comes together. These, these wide receivers will thrive on what coaching does. Okay. Um, and that's why Devontae Adams, I think LaFleur and Green Bay, I think Devontae Adams is looking like an absolute stud right now because they want to throw the ball every down. We don't, I mean, obviously we won't do that here and we probably never will because we don't have a talent like that, but wide receivers, you see Marvin Jones too. Like Marvin Jones isn't the guy that's going to break the bank, right? He's not going to show up on NFL's Instagram every weekend. But again, this guy, he's a consistent guy, right? And so is Danny Amendola. I mean, these are just consistent players that will catch the ball for you and get upfield. Um, and that's why, like, like you said, Gavin, I don't think a wide receiver needs to be – listen, if we go another year of drafting this, – this is what we've drafted in our top ten picks, right? We've drafted two tight ends, a corner, and a wide receiver. I don't think so. We need a guy that can be a, a difference maker, legit. I mean, we need a guy on defense that can cause havoc. Like you, and I would like the Penn State linebacker, right? Go sideline to sideline, cause havoc, you know, run defense, pass, all the above. And I agree with that statement of us going defense in the first round. I think, you know, a guy like Micah Parsons, uh, Patrick yes. Certain, 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 um, a guy like that, or even like an edge rusher, like yep. Quiddy Pay. Um, you're something I know Quiddy Pay is that's mm-hmm. pretty high to take Quiddy Pay. I've seen him a lot of mock drafts, and I was talking to Alex Beam actually, and he was saying that that's way too high for Quiddy Pay. He's a big mm-hmm. Michigan fan. Um, I haven't done much research on Quiddy Pay. I've watched a little bit of tape on um, Micah Parsons. He said out, but he's he's um, good, man. He's good. He's he's we need it's the you know what's funny, Don. There's not, there's not one position on that defense that we exactly don't need help at. we need help. We need help in the secondary. We need help. But they're not going to. They're uh, not going to go corner or safety. They're going to go and they're going to go D lineman or linebacker, a difference maker up front. And let me tell you something, guys. You guys all might want a quarterback, okay? This, or or a wide receiver from Alabama. Listen, that front office and that coaching staff, they know dang well they need help on defense. Guys, they just gave up 32 points a game and was statistically one of the worst defenses in NFL history. They were worse than the 0-16 Lions. 
So you don't think that front office and who they're and Chris Spielman up there, a guy who played defense for the Lions, who's commented multiple times on this defense throughout the season, you don't think they're going to take a difference maker on defense in the first round? Please. You guys know that's going to happen. Okay. You got to, people have got to stop looking at it from their, like a fan type perspective, right? Like, or what you think they need. Listen, that, if you know football and if you watch a lot of football, you know that this team needs defense more than anything. And no matter who we bring into play quarterback in any future years, if you have a defense that is just, non-existent and cannot cause tur- cannot create turnovers or get the ball back for you and create three and outs that your quarterback, I don't care who's back there. They will never succeed without the defense. And then as much as people want to say, Oh, this is a different, it is a different league. Now it's offensive minded league now. And I don't think anybody can doubt that. Right. You have, I mean, they put up points like crazy nowadays, but you cannot deny the fact that this defense needs to be addressed before anything on offense because they will never win a game if they can't get one three and out a game. I mean, how many times, Gavin, have we watched this year? You just you just feel helpless. What did Bevel say when he was sitting out um, when he couldn't coach the uh, Bucks game? On TV, he commented and said, like, after on an interview, he, said, he felt helpless. And that's how we all feel when we watch this team. And that's why I tweeted something out. Not too long ago, I said, I think people give Matthew Stafford such a hard time. And it's not even all Matthew Stafford. I'm not trying to be a Stafford Stafford bandwagon, even though I like the guy. Okay. You give, I think we give him such a hard time is because we, he has little, little to no room of mistakes. Am I, am I wrong? Because one pick, he throws one pick and the game's over. Yeah, like you can't, you, he can't count on a defense to come back and get a stop, and he can go back on the field and dri- try to drive down the field after throwing a pick. He, you can't. That doesn't happen here. It hasn't happened in the last three years. That's why. That's why everybody gives him such a hard time, or when we fumble the ball or anything. Like it's just, it's so gut wrenching every single time, and that's why you need a reliable defense that you can throw out in a game and say, guys, you need to stop. Right, you guys need to get a stop. I mean, how many times – again, I, I'm, like, blabbling on because I can go on forever. But remember the – you guys remember the Green Bay game? The New Orleans Saints game? The Tampa Bay game? How many points did they go down and score easily? How many possessions? I mean, really? That's not an NFL defense. And a couple of those guys that were playing on defense might not be in, on another NFL team. I mean, they might, but they won't play like that anymore. I promise you. The defense needs to be addressed. I don't care who you are and what you want. And I think the Lions know that. I as much as much as the Lions have pissed us off in the last few years and in the decisions they make and everything, I think they know for a fact, and if you know football, that they need to address the defense situation before they get, before they get a quarterback. Listen, you could trade Stafford this year during the year have a crappy quarterback back there or take one in the later rounds and whatever, and just draft a QB next, next year or trade up for a pick. You guys have five picks this year. You guys really don't have much assets to move around besides Matthew Stafford. You can't, you haven't re-signed Kenny Galladay. So good luck trying to get more draft picks and drafting that quarterback because this team needs defense. 
All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, expect another podcast either next Wednesday or Thursday. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in and stay tuned for another Go freaking Lions. Episode.